0: Church, Church alive.
1: alive! Welcome to our online experience. My name's Timmy.
0: And my is Erlani.
1: And we're a couple of leaders here at Church Alive. We're gonna be providing an online experience until at least the end of March, so stay tuned.
2: And also Good Friday, which is April 10th, will be online, so save the date. You do not wanna miss out. Our Sunday service Easter experience will be happening April 12th, and that could be in person or online. We're not sure just yet, so stay tuned.
1: We want to connect with you, so be sure to let us know where it is you're watching from down in the comment section or the chat. We'd love to get to know you.
2: Enjoy the service. Hey, my name is Jasmine. My name is Marta. and We're the Kids Alive Directors here at Church Alive. We're so excited to be having Kids Alive online. Make sure to check your emails this week for the lessons and the videos that you can share together as a family. If you don't get them, text Kids Alive to 97000. We can't wait to see you guys Stay tuned, bye!
0: A stone was moved for good for the lamb that conquered death and the dead rose from their tombs and the angels stood in awe for the souls of all who come to the Father are restored and the church of Christ was born to the ocean.
3: Go back to the beginning. Can't control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle is a place. I walk down through the valley Let your love rise above every fear Like the sun shaping the shadows
2: Hi, church alive family and friends welcome to church online I can't wait to come alongside of you in this moment and encourage us along our worship when it comes to giving I've had this verse in my heart for the last few months and I wanted to share it with you today it's out of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 39 and it says but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed we belong to those who have faith and are saved in this moment I want to come alongside of you, whether you're in your living room, in your car, wherever you may be in this moment, and I want to speak life. I want to come and breathe courage and hope and encouragement alongside of you to remind you that we do not belong to those who shrink back, to those who retreat. No, we belong to Him who works all things together for good. We belong to Him who causes us to advance, who causes us to take ground, who causes us to break through, who calls us victorious and more than conquerors. We belong to the King of Kings, the Great I Am, the Great Shepherd. And I wanna tell you this in this moment that our giving is a reminder of who we worship, of who we trust, of who we serve, of who has been faithful till the end. And so right now as we come together to give, as we come together with our tithes and offering. Remember, we do not belong to those who shrink back. We belong to those who move forward, who advance, who have faith, who speak life, and who do not retreat. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. You are so, so good. I thank you that we can place our hope, our trust, our faith in a living God, the almighty King of Kings, And I pray right now, wherever people may be, as they hear this prayer of faith, that hope would rise up, Lord God, in their soul, in their spirit, in their mind. Father, I speak to every mindset, to every heart in this moment as we come together as your sons and daughters to bring worship to you, my King, to bring honor to you, Lord, you who have been faithful, you who are the great, great shepherd. We honor you, King Jesus. Receive this giving today as a worship to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, church. See you real soon.
1: different times, but I pray that wherever you're watching this, from your computer, from your TV, from your phone, however you see it, whether you're sitting in your bedroom or you're sitting on your couch and you got your slippers on and your pajamas on, just pray that this is going to bring strength and it's going to bring hope and it's going to bring life into your soul. Welcome to Church Alive, whether you're you come regularly or you're just checking it out for the very first time we'd love you to subscribe to our youtube channel uh, if you feel like it's helpful or share it with someone in times when people need encouragement i believe you're gonna find encouragement here why don't we go to god in prayer Then we're gonna read a scripture and uh, then we're gonna get into it father i just thank you right now in the name of jesus for every man every woman every every young person represented who's hearing this for the first time second time who's who's hearing this at a difficult time or a stressed time or they're not worried at all Father I know you have a purpose you have a plan for them you have a destiny for them and I pray that you would awaken the giants within I pray you'd awaken your purpose I pray you'd awaken destiny I pray you'd awaken the goodness of God and I just pray Lord God that rivers of living water would flow in these times Lord that people's eyes would be open to opportunities to help people and serve and God I just believe over your church Lord this will be a time of strengthening. It'll be a time of expansion. And I just believe you for everything good, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And a faith-filled group of people said with me, amen. Hey, I may not be able to hear it, but I think you'll be able to hear it and you'll engage more if you take some notes or even say amen. Or you can say preach it, white boy. Even from your TV, you can pretend I can hear it. Let's jump into a passage of scripture today. I want to start a a really a talk series today called Contagious. Obviously, there's a lot of fear of being contagious and we don't want to get the wrong things, but I believe as people of faith that during this time, we need to be contagious. We need to be the right kind of contagious. And I'm gonna talk about that over the next number of weeks and I believe it's gonna get in your spirit and get in your heart and God's gonna use it to, to literally build faith and put hope into people, but I want to jump into a passage of scripture. Judges chapter 6 verse 1 says this, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. I'm talking not seven weeks, I'm not talking seven days, I'm not talking a quarantine period. The Israelites were going through seven years of, of a complete Lack of blessing. It was like the hand of God had lifted off their life because the power of Midian was so oppressive. The Israelites literally prepared shelters. They hid in caves and the Midianites would come in. The Bible goes on to say they would come in like like a swarm of locusts almost and they would devour everything. I'm talking all the toilet paper. I'm talking all the sanitizer. I'm talking everything. They would take it all. And then the Bible says in verse 11 that the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. And when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said to him, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And he says, pardon me, Lord. Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, He says, why has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonders and signs? And verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel. Out of Midian's hands, am I not sending you? And literally Gideon says again, verse 15, pardon me, Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. And the Lord answered, I will be with you. One of the things I love about the Bible is the Bible doesn't sugarcoat life. Actually, the promises of God, the Word of God, doesn't come often in the most joyous, the most abundant, the blessed times. Actually, you'll often find in Scripture that God's Word, God shows up in the difficult, in the tragedy, in sometimes the hard times, the times of Plague and famine, the times when people are literally like, God, what do we do? And this was exactly that. It was a time when the people of Israel and Gideon and his old clan had literally almost lost hope, lost faith, but they kept crying out to God, and God begins to answer them and, and send someone. And you'll always notice when God is beginning. To move in someone's life. He actually doesn't just send himself. He sends his word and he wants his word to land on Gideon because he's literally going to about to turn Gideon around. He's about to make him the opposite of what he was. Gideon at that stage of the game was kind of a contagious, negative guy. Wherever he went, he'd talk about the bad times, the things that were going wrong. But God shows up. And when God shows up, he begins to implant in Gideon a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning. And I want to tell you that God begins to show up. But the interesting thing is God shows up. But Gideon still has doubts. Gideon still has questions. Gideon is still like, well, what's going on? And so I just want to encourage you today that God is with you. Do you know this, that God cannot not be with you? Because the Bible says, and the teachings of Scripture says this, that God is actually everywhere. It is literally the omnipresence of God. That God Himself is with you. And sometimes in the struggle and the fight and the humdrum of life in the Monday to Friday, sometimes we lose sight or lose our sense that God is with you. But I just want to come and encourage you today that God is, He's with you. I believe as we jump into the text, we're going to learn some things that often it is in the trials of our life, it is in the hard times, it is in the times when you lack purpose, when the times when you lack meaning, sometimes, let's be honest, we're kind of a bit like spoiled children, we run around and we don't need our parents until something goes wrong. You know, recently, I was... Um, in my house and I was talking to my wife and she said, oh my gosh, honey, I hear Benny screaming. And I ran outside and lo and behold, he was on the trampoline. And I'm like, man, did you hit your head? I was thinking to myself, did you, did you smash your shins like I've done in the past, trying to do a backflip and have you, have you ripped the net like I did to a friend of mine's house and, and bash my shins. And, and, and he'd maybe been watching too much of the Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso style. And uh, he had literally tried to, crane kick he literally tried to do a crane kick but he did a somersault and he wanted to land on one leg but unfortunately he overextended his leg so when I came he literally was like daddy I think I might have broken it he was in a lot of pain and I grabbed him and I rushed him inside I threw some ice on it gave him some Tylenol and after five or six minutes I could tell that he was in so much pain we need to go see if something was significantly wrong And anyway, I grabbed him, I threw him in my car, I took him to the urgent care in Bergen County and and, um, and they began to x-ray him. And they began to um, look at what was wrong and I just want to give you this picture today of a father who's carrying his son to the place where he can get fixed. You see, what God actually does is he says, the Lord is with you and he actually shows up to Gideon and it's as if in Gideon's spirit, Gideon's spirit is broken. Gideon's spirit and identity, his his very sense of his, his clan, his tribe, his family, but his own identity is shattered by the things that have happened for seven years. There's been nothing but defeat. In the seven years, there's been nothing but trouble. But God comes in and he carries Gideon in essence and he begins to fix him through his word. You know, I grew up in Australia. I lived there till I was 19 years old. And then I came to America on a a tennis scholarship and I met my beautiful wife here. That's how I ended up living in America. And to be honest, because of that, I've been on a lot of plane trips. I've flown to Australia many times. I've been to Africa a couple of times. I've been to India, I've been to England and I've flown a lot. And during those flights, especially long flights, 14 hours from Los Angeles to Sydney, it's a long flight. And the worst thing you want to have happen is the actual pilot to say to you, uh, folks, they always do that. Uh, folks, um, there's the, the, the runway is congested. And so they have to circle and you've been flying for 14 hours and they're going to fly another 30, 45 minutes to an hour and they're going to circle. And I actually find that that's the way it is with you and for me, that God wants to bring his word onto the runway of our life. God wants to come and bring the, the goodness of his cargo and his purpose and his strength and his peace. But sometimes, to be honest, like an airport, our runway is so busy and the tension of our culture and the challenges of our lives and the, and the busyness of our schedule and the accessibility of our phones and our iPads and our computers and we're accessible to all kinds of different people in all all kinds of seasons and every night someone can be accessing us and it actually makes our minds so busy but what I tell you today is God wants to bring His Word into your life and and He's looking for His Word to have a place to land. He, He wants His Word to literally come into your spirit and begin to birth new things, new hope, new purpose, new destiny into your life. I hope you're receiving that in Jesus' name. You know, I have a beautiful son. He's 11 years old. I have an eight-year-old daughter, a four-year-old daughter, and my wife. When she was pregnant, I still remember going to the doctor's offices with her, and uh, they would put this funny blue cream on her belly, and then they'd get the ultrasound little equipment, and they would begin to look inside her belly, and and then you'd find out at 20 weeks is it a boy, is it a girl? You could see arms moving, and. And obviously the head and, and, and the legs and the feet and they'd take pictures and they'd show you and all kinds of different things. And God was, and sorry, in those times where you could see what was going on in my wife's belly. And I want to tell you today that whatever's going on in your spirit, whatever's going on in your heart, whatever's going on in in maybe fear, it feels like fear is kicking or anxiousness is kicking or maybe a, a lack of meaning, a lack of purpose or maybe it's just like someone has labeled you something and it almost feels like that's the thing that's going to give birth in your life. But I want to ask you today, what are you carrying? See, we need to be carrying something different. If, if we're going to have a contagious faith, you and I need to be carrying something actually from heaven. And when God showed up to Gideon, Do you know what happened? He literally wants to bring some of heaven into Gideon's spirit because God often doesn't change the outside. He first begins to change the inside of your life. And I wanna tell you today and encourage you today that if you will begin to make room on the on the airplane strip of your life, on your mind, if you'll literally begin to make room on the womb or the, the spirit man on the inside of you, God wants to actually deposit his dreams and his purpose and his destiny into your life so that like Gideon, you would literally become a, a carrier of the purpose of God. See, we don't just need people to... Be Christians in name only. We don't just need people to be Christians that attend church or watch the service online. No, no, no. It, it's got to go far deeper than that. You see, you gotta make room in your mind so that in your mind it can get into your heart in Jesus' mighty mighty name. You know, Second Timothy chapter one, verse nine. The Apostle Paul was speaking to Timothy and here's what he says. He has saved us, speaking of the forgiveness that Jesus brings, that his death, his burial, his resurrection on the, on, at the cross and then the grave. He overcame the grave. He says he has saved us, speaking of past tense. But then he has called us and then he says he's called us to a holy life. It means a life separate for the purpose of God, not because of anything we have done, But because of His own purpose and His own grace. Do you know that when God actually saves you and forgives you, most of the time we're not looking for God. Most of the time we're not hunting for God. God's mercy somehow comes and finds us and saves us. But the outworking though of the purpose of God. The outworking of the call of God. The outworking of, man, I I don't just want to live just forgiven and I know I'm going to heaven one day but I want to actually live the type of life and I believe that I'm talking to some people that you want to live the type of life that actually doesn't just live forgiven but lives cold and when you live cold you begin to act like a woman who's who's got a a baby and she knows she's got a baby on the inside all of a sudden she begins to watch her diet she begins to crave different things I'm sure many of you men can relate. If you've got a wife with kids or, or you know someone that, that ha- was pregnant, all of a sudden women begin to crave sometimes really healthy things. Sometimes they need bagels. Sometimes they need pizza. Sometimes they, really enough, need broccoli. Sometimes they need ice cream. And they need it when they need it. They need it now. Their cravings begin to intensify. And I believe when the purpose of God begins to come into your life, your cravings for something more, your cravings for something different, your cravings for a higher sense of meaning in your life begins to crave that you can't just live a a, a same old life. And I believe through this series of contagious that many of you are going to begin to hunger and crave for something different and God's even going to reawaken some things that need to be reawakened. See, there's some dreams on the inside of you. There's some desires that actually heaven has put in you. But just like a a woman with a baby, you actually need to make sure that thing is healthy. You see, we actually give birth or receive heaven's impregnation in the culture of faith. This is why faith must be fostered. You know, when God actually meets Gideon, he is literally contagious of negativity. He's contagious of negativity. Everyone would catch negativity from him. But God takes him on this journey and we'll talk about this journey. By the end of it, he literally becomes a leader because God begins to breathe his confidence into him. But I want to say to you today that God's purposes grow in the womb of faith. God's purposes grow in the womb of faith. And many of you who are watching today, you would even have God's purpose, God's dream in your life. I want to say to some people today, don't abort God's purpose. Don't abort it. Don't, 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 don't give up on it. Sometimes it takes longer than you think. You know, years ago when we first began our church, there were, I don't know, 25, 30 people in it. And God began to direct us away from Kearney to Rutherford. And and I just kept feeling like over the years there was something bigger in me. There was more that God wanted to do in my heart, but it, the, on the outward, it didn't look like it. The, the church was 60 people, the church was 90, the church was 100 people. And it seemed to take so long to grow. But I couldn't shake the fact that there was something on the inside that I said, man, there's so much more that God has in store for us. And and that that sense of God having more for us actually meant that we kept on going and we kept on praying and we kept on believing and we kept on just working towards it little by little. You see, God gives the dream. But you got to understand a dream without work. It literally just becomes a fantasy. But God literally shapes you. God makes you. Not just in the inception of the dream, but in the rearing of that dream and then the the building of that dream. See, it's it's one thing to become a mother. It's another thing to rear a child in the way they should go. And God's assignment for your life, I want to say this, it is important. I want to ask you again, what are you carrying? See, God wants you to carry heaven's assignment. Not only Gideon carry heaven's assignment but a man by the name of John the Baptist one of the greatest to ever literally live he literally carried heaven's assignment and I want to tell you again today don't neglect what God wants to do on the inside of your life I want to tell you it is good you see, it's always the lie of the enemy to literally come alongside you and, and, and lure you and tempt you and say, man, what God has for you. He's just going to make you weird. Man, I want to tell you today, I've never met someone who starts following God and then actually regrets it. But you know who I meet? I meet people who begin to follow God and then they leave 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later. And all of a sudden they come back and they're broken. and It feels like life has beat them up. And the grace of God covers them and God can heal them and if that's you today, God can heal you, God can forgive you, God can pour out his mercy upon your life but I want to save some young people, some pain, I want to save some men in their 20s, some men in their 30s, some women in their 20s and 30s and 40s, don't give the devil the the best part of your life, don't give the devil the best years of your life, give the best years of your life to God if you'll give the best years of your life to God God will do something special through your life. God will do something special through your life. You know, I think of the Psalm, th- Psalm 37, verse four. It says, "Delight yourself," it says in the Lord. It says, and He will give you the very desires of your heart. Listen to it again. Delight, to love, to long for. Delight yourself in the Lord. It says in. He will literally give you the desires of your heart. See, the enemy always wants to tell us that God's holding out on us and, 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 and we can't trust Him with all of our lives. But my experience is this, as I've given God the better years and the best years of my life, God has blessed me, And I believe that God can bless you. And I believe that God wants to pour His purpose into you. And He's looking for a place for His Word to land. You know, I heard this interesting statistic recently that in the 1500s and 1600s, every hundred years until the 1900s, the information of the world would double every hundred years. It would take one century for the information to double. But then by 1925, the World War II, around that time, the information began to double, double every 25 years. And I just heard another statistic the other day, which was... Every now, 12 to 13 months, the information that we have available to us actually is doubling. And it's doubling all the time. See, man's word can inform you. Man's word can give you knowledge. Man's word can inspire you even. Man's word can even inspire you in creativity. But I want to tell you today that God's word can transform you. The God's word, that He, as He breathes on it, that he begins to change a Gideon from an a impoverished of spirit and impoverished surroundings man and he begins to change him and speak into his destiny and he says, the Lord is with you. And what I want to ask you today, what are you carrying? Are you carrying burdens? You can bring them to Jesus. Are you carrying worries? You can bring them to Christ. Are you carrying things that you're not meant to carry? But I want to tell you today, God wants to, Invade your world and speak into your spirit so that you'll carry literally heaven's dream. Heaven's dream is looking for a place to land. And I want to tell you today, let's be contagious. Let's be the type of people of faith that we carry heaven's dream. Because when we carry heaven's dream, what actually happens is He begins to actually fulfill our dreams. See, Jesus said this in Matthew 6, 33. He said, if you'll seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, he says, then all these things, that everyone else is chasing, all these things, that shall be added unto you as well. John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, but to kill, he says, and to destroy. He says, but I have come, speaking of Jesus, I have come, that you might have life and have more abundance ask you again what are you carrying today what are you carrying if you're carrying worry give them to God if you're carrying doubt give them to God if you're carrying anxiety give it to God are you just kind of just not sure what you're carrying or maybe you're carrying a sense of man I feel like I'm living way below my potential I'm living way below what God has for my life there's got to be more for your life you see I believe I first started coming back to God when I was 17 and 18 because I just had this sense on the inside that God must have had something more for me because I, I didn't know why I was alive. I didn't, know, I didn't feel like I had purpose. I had no direction in my life. And I found that, man, I, I was looking for direction. and I found that He was the light, that He knew the way to go. That, that when, when I needed meaning, he, he was the one who gives meaning. When I needed a father, he was my father. So I want to encourage you today. Man, I believe the touch of God is on this message. I believe wherever you're watching this, that God can speak to you. God can change your life. All across this place, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes in a moment. And I'm going to pray with you and for you. And I know throughout online church experience, you can Ask for prayer and I encourage you to do that. And also through that, you can make a decision for Christ and our church will come alongside you and send you a, a free resource. No, no charge, no nothing. We just want to be a blessing to you. But come on all across this place, why don't you bow your head? Why don't you close your eyes? Father, I just thank you for every person watching. I thank you right now, wherever they are, whatever day they're watching this, whatever time they're watching this, Holy Spirit, that you would awaken something. I pray, Lord God, that they would carry something from heaven. God, I pray you'd speak your presence and your strength and your peace over them. That they would actually become a strength to anyone else who needs it. God, I pray we'd carry on the inside what you've called us to carry. Those of you who are watching and maybe you know you're far away from God. Maybe you've, at one time you walked with God but you know you slipped away or maybe you've grew up Catholic or Christian or completely non-religious. You, you've never even know what it is to have faith. we the, I want to tell you today that God, He loves you, loves you enough to send his very best. His son, he didn't send an angel. He didn't didn't send the lower of heaven. He literally sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die a brutal death on a cross, to literally hang for the sins of the world, to bleed. The The face of the father turned away from his own son so that he could look to you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to come into your life. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, it says, behold, it says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, it says, I will come in. It says, and I will eat with him and he with me. So wherever you are, if you don't know God or you've run away from God, I want to invite you back to His grace, back to the love of God. The cross declares the love of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, says you shall be saved. What does it mean to be saved? It means to be forgiven. It means to be declared a child of the living God. It means to be now justified and made righteous in the sight of of God. Now he says, you are my son, you are my daughter. Now we can have relationship. Do you know that all heaven ever wanted was relationship with you? The reason God made you was relationship with you. So we're gonna pray a simple prayer to invite Christ into our heart if you've never done that before. And maybe you have, many of you have who are watching this right now. Can you invite his word to land? not just in your mind in your spirit to allow the heaven's dreams to sit and to get in you. Come on, let's pray this prayer. Father, I thank you that you love me enough to send your son, Jesus. Thank you for being the bridge between God and man. Today, I receive you. I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I declare today, I'm a child of God. All across this place, just with eyes closed, or maybe you need to click on a computer, or you need to email us in the next 10 minutes, or however long, I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person. And I pray in the name of Jesus that your spirit would speak to them when they need it, that you would empower them, give them strength and peace, and the Lord shine his face upon you may give you strength and give you peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us with Church Alive on Lion Pray. You were so, so blessed today.
2: If this was the first time you prayed that prayer with us and you placed your faith in Jesus for Lord and Savior of your life, we want to send you a gift. All you need to do is text CONNECT to the number 97000 and we'll send you this book Following Jesus in the mail.
1: Hey, don't forget to subscribe and also share it with a friend who needs a a little encouragement, a little hope in this time. Yeah, God bless you
2: guys. See ya.